kicks in. <laughs> Welcome, folks, to Inside Middle Tennessee. And it's cold. It's chilly. And air's dry. Yeah. Humidifiers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you better get your humidifier out. When yeah. I left this morning, the Today Show was having a big expose about why people were having so much trouble coughing. The coughs have landed and they won't go away. Well, you know, if somebody gets sick, everybody's worried. Is it a cold? Is it flu? Is it COVID? Is it RSV? Is yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's just getting real complicated. <laughs> well, and then you go and they go to the walk-in clinic. They're like, "Well, what are your symptoms?" I'm like, "I don't feel good. I have a headache. I'm coughing. I have fever. You know, well, we're going to test you for the trifecta. <laughs> you know, COVID, flu, strep." So. But, the, but the common head cold has just seemed to kind of passed by. It didn't have good PR. <laughs> <laughs> a PR department? That's right. It, no. it, well, back in the old days, if you had any of that stuff, you'd go see Dr. Helm or Dr. Young or one of those, Dr. Provost. One Dr. Of those Vinson. Old, Dr. Vinson, and they'd say, well, I'm going to give you a penicillin shot and some cough medicine, and you get over it. You know? Well, you know, C.W. Ball is still around. Yeah. He's, kind of, he's kind of one of the last holdouts of, the, yeah. of that generation. I say of that generation, he was young back then oh, with those yeah, guys. Oh, yeah, he was. But they, they would, no matter what was wrong with you, they'd give you a penicillin shot. Yeah. <laughs> that would cure everything, it, penicillin. Yeah, yeah. And right, where, right where it really hurt, too. Yeah. It did hurt. It did hurt. You know? Get that big gauge needle and, and uh, <laughs> they call it your hip. It really wasn't your hip. Where your bone. <laughs> yeah, <Your> bone. <laughs> All right, folks, let me introduce the players. I'm Jim Ross. We've got Delk Kennedy, owner-operator, on the board. Good morning, Jim. Yeah, he's He's happy that he doesn't have to talk. On Fridays, you know. Yeah, his, he's his, the silent partner here today. <laughs> Representative Scott Sapicki. Good morning, everybody. Just to be clear, uh, Delk's name did not appear on Jeffrey Epstein's list. <laughs> I know he's disappointed, isn't he? You know why? No, I'm not. <laughs> you know why? He was driving the plane. He got that pilot license back in the day. Well, that was Coach James Dickinson, <laughs> and we've got our dynamic duo in here that we've heard heard already from this morning with. Sheila Hickman and Sarah Elizabeth Hickman McLeod. Good morning. So, Good morning. We're glad everybody's here. We're all here. You know, first Fridays. Yes, it looks like there's a lot going on, um, according to what um, Jay Powell has put in the uh, in the newspaper. And I, Delk, don't don't some people come by and talk to you around your show. Right at, at eleven o'clock every Friday on WKRM, our sister station, one hundred three point seven. We have a. It's called um, um, Happenings. Yeah, Middle Tennessee Happenings, and okay, and, uh, uh, we talk about what's going on in the weekend, uh, that's the good. week ahead, well, the it, weeks to come. Yeah, it looks like uh, the uh, McCrary's is going to have Beatles for sale performing starting at seven. That's McCrary's Irish Pub down yeah. there close to Ted's. Uh, yeah, and then. Asgard's got uh, the Murphy Ridge Band playing at 7.30, and then they have a food truck there, Eat Columbia Food Truck. So, Well, it also looks like Grinder Switch Winery has opened up a place. Um, yes, they it, have. Now, you know, one part of the paper says 501 North Garden, and the other part of the paper says 510 North Garden. Somebody reversed right. the numbers. Somebody yeah. has dyslexia. Yes, as they say. yes. So, but anyway, you go North Garden, get on the 500 block, you'll find it. <laughs> you will find it. And then there's Strolling on 6th. Uh, strolling on 6th. Yeah, Murray Alliance has the Strolling on 6th. 
um, on 6th Street. Uh, and then looks like there are other things. You can go country line dancing at the Mule House, too. Yeah, and come to think of it, I think the Eagle Maniacs are somewhere are be down there, yeah. too. Well, I noticed they closed the Wild Horse Saloon in Nashville. So the line dancing place up there is gone. <laughs> You'll have to come down here to dance. Back up. Well, I was going to say, they, they closed it, but it's going to reopen. Yeah. It has been bought by yes. somebody who's going to. It's Luke Combs. It's yeah, going to be his new. More splendid fashion. <laughs> yeah. Well, it probably need a little bit of overhaul. Well, it's it's been there. It's oh, been there. Yeah. 30 years. Yeah. How long? 30 years. Wow. Yeah. And th- that was really cool when they opened because they had all those horse statues mm-hmm. and everything. And I've been to several tapings there and well, it was kind of fir- it was kind of the first of its kind, I was think it not? It was. As far as down, as far as the revival of Broadway, <laughs> yeah. yes, uh, yes. And then the everybody would lead Bridgestone around on final to Wild Horse. It was like a mass of people go down that thing every time. Yeah, and then uh, well, the Hard Rock Cafe came, and so it, 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 that's when True. Second Avenue is just it blew not up. There anymore? Well, it literally blew up last year, but you know, like. With all the businesses and stuff. That used to be stuff. the thing. When we had all these children we were traveling with, with the band, we had to stop wherever there was a hard rock so they could get a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I had I had plenty of hard rock T-shirts back in the day. Way, way back when. <laughs> and Bucky's has replaced that now. Yes, now you get a Bucky shirt. <laughs> now you can get a Bucky shirt all over the country. Is Bucky's traded on the stock market? I don't think I it's sure privately hope. owned. I think I sure hope so. I think it's owned. I, <laughs> we need to get some of that I got stock. I think it's owned by one guy out of Texas. I'm going to take all the money that Doug pays me to do the show for the last 13 years and invest it. Bucky stock. There you go. <laughs> and I'll still be working here. No, yeah, it's now Bucky's. Um, I don't know what the T-shirt trend is with high schoolers now. Yeah. So. Well, Scott, you, you made a Memphis trip last week. How did all that go? Very good. Uh, appreciate the invitation from the university. Uh, we went down there and watched the Liberty Bowl, and Memphis did do their work and came out with another victory. Uh, Ten-win season for the Tigers. So good. congratulations to them. Uh, and, um, you know, we finished up bowl week. Uh, I think the uh, uh, the committee got it right on the last two games. Uh, they had the top four picked perfectly because those were probably two of the best football games we got to watch back-to-back. They were – I mean, you didn't know who was going to win till literally the last second exactly, of the Exactly, yeah. You didn't know. And I think uh, the national championship is set up for, to be a really good football game, and we'll see what happens. It's an all-Big Ten championship. <laughs> yeah. Next year it would be. It's this an all-Big Ten championship. We're claiming them now, buddy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> First time, first, first time, time ever. First time it's ever happened. The committee got it right. They put the Big Ten in the championship. <laughs> we, folks, we just got we just got Coach James Dickinson out of recovery here uh, uh, later this week. But you, you know, the, the thing that was a shame though uh, was Florida State. All those kids that just opted out. They had 20 something They the gutted their report. team. And then you saw what happened. Yeah. I mean, you cannot, you can't be playing in those big bowl games like that and lose half your, uh, lose almost all your starters. Yeah. And playing a Georgia football team, you're going to get embarrassed. You know, and, that and score was 40 something to three in the first half. I'll bet you Florida State gave up 63 points. I'll bet you they didn't give up 63 points in six of their games. 
combined? Well, we just have to roll back to last year championship game. It was forty six to nothing halftime, Georgia over TCU. Yeah. In the championship yeah. game. True. God, it was ugly. True. <laughs> this one's this one's gonna be I think Michigan's a four and a half point favorite mm-hmm. over Washington, but uh, everything I'm hearing about, of course we don't know that much about Washington because we don't see them here, but a lot of people have said don't underestimate Washington. No, this should be a real good football game. Should be a real good football game. The one that I'm the one that I'm very interested to watch is Sunday. The FCS championship between Montana and South Dakota State. Those oh. two, are, they're always in it, too. Well, always. I mean, it, it's those are two outstanding football teams. And, you know, you think of the FCS division as the step below the FBS, right? Both offensive lines are all over 300 pounds. There's not much difference between those big boys. I'd like to see those two teams maybe get a chance to play someone in the top 10 and, and see how they could stack up. I'm just curious. Because well, when you've got offensive linemen that are all 300 pounds – that's FBS level. That's that's the big boys level. Well, what about like Appalachian State? I mean, are they in? F- they're an FCS school. They're are FBS. They FBS. Oh, they are FBS. FBS now. Oh yeah. But even when they were FCS school, they, you, you, you didn't want to tangle them with them. them. But I mean, you got to be really careful. Like um, North Dakota, North Dakota State, South Dakota, South Dakota State, Montana, Idaho. You better be really careful scheduling those football teams early in your football year if you're a, a Michigan or a Wisconsin because you might find something not work out your way. <laughs> but well, Michigan found that out against <laughs> Appalachian State a few but, years, uh, and Tennessee should have lost to them about six or eight years ago. Uh, Vols did it, did exactly what they were supposed to do against a very very good Iowa defense, but cannot literally cannot score. I don't no. think they've still scored on the way back to Iowa. <laughs> uh, and, and it's amazing that they won ten games this year. I, we can't. I mean, can't I watched them out. play. I can't figure out how they won. Like they, they'd win ten to six. Uh, seven to seven to six. They just figured out how to do it. Uh, Led the nation in punt attempts. They did. Um, I mean, Go figure. I mean, that, that punt is going to have to rehab. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, congratulations, the uh, Nico. I'm not even going to try it. The the Nico, whatever name is, Il Il Maleva. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I wouldn't even. Iyamaleva. It's something like that. We need to get Eddie Hickman to try to. But congratulations, his. His career kicked off in a mighty way, and so now uh, I'm sure that uh, on Rocky Top, the expectations will be extremely high again this, uh, next year. And I Expectations mean, is called NIL money now. NIL money. <laughs> you will buy your team. Money, money, money. Buy your team. So, and hopefully by then the NCA tries to figure this out on how they're going to curtail this because now it's just getting out of it's getting out of hand well yeah i mean it's free agency yeah it is it's free agency now but uh uh football season's winding up basketball season is in full swing believe it or not we're in january we're only two and a half months away from <laughs> we're march mid-january madness. two and a half months away from march madness yeah <laughs> which, which means then spring football starts yeah uh, but Purdue, the Boilermakers, continue to roll on twelve and one. Kansas, uh, number two at twelve and one. Houston undefeated at, at three. Who, who when Houston won the did they win? They didn't win the national championship with Akeem Olajuwon, did they? Isn't that the team who lost to uh, NC State? I think so. Isn't that right, Coach? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, how about this? The Volunteers at five at nine and three, getting a lot of love from from the from the poll. Yeah, with three losses, that's pretty high. But all three losses were to. Uh, two of them were two top five teams, mm-hmm. and one of them was to, was North Carolina at North Carolina, and then and then Kentucky uh, comes in at six. Wisconsin, I don't know who cares about Wisconsin. Uh, Memphis comes in at fifteen, and Mississippi at thir- uh, twenty two at thirteen and zero, and Auburn sneaks in the top twenty five. 
at ten and two. SEC league starts tomorrow. Start yeah. Tennessee Saturday night plays an undefeated Ole Miss team. Mm -hmm. Yes, and so now we have officially left after Monday. Uh, in the NCAA football, we will officially have left the four-team playoff, and now we'll be looking next year at the top 12 playoff. So it's going to be kind of like March Madness. It'll be know? a little. It'll be a smaller scale of March Madness. It'll be more of a reflection, kind of like the old, like the FCS we just talked about yeah. with Montana. You'll have t- the top 12 teams. So if you look at the poll right now. I don't know how you're going to pick between 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15. Imagine being 13th ranked team. I mean, that's going to be mm-hmm. very difficult how to pick those. You know, you can, the top five, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe top six are pretty, you know, separate themselves. But that, that seven to 15 is pretty much interchangeable. It is. So, how will that, like with the scheduling wise, how does that look? So, the top four in the poll get automatic buys. Okay. Okay. And then uh, after that, uh, so top four. So five through – help me out here, Coach. Five through – Twelve. Seven. Mm-hmm. Oh. Five through seven get – five through eight get home games mm-hmm. in the first round. And then nine through 12 are on the road at those places. Okay. So the first round of the top tw- – uh, of the playoff – will be a home game at, at those colleges. So is that after bowl season or during bowl season? It'll kind of probably be like, you know how we had those uh, 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 probably mid-year okay. or, or, or mid-bowl, probably around uh, Christmas time. Yeah, okay. And then uh, and then you'll have another round. Uh-huh. And the, so it'll be, what, four rounds, right? Mm-hmm. Four rounds. Wow. There you go. There I you host like the ones that gets to buy. Yes. <clears throat> the following week they'll play home. So your home base fans will get to have a yeah. big home ball game. So think yeah. about having to go to Alabama. Oh yeah. Or think about having to go to Ohio State or Michigan in December. Mm-mm. And if no, you're, and, and if you're a Southern team, right? <laughs> that's crazy. that's going to be tough. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks, we're up against a break, and we're talking about rounds. We're going to have our first round of messages here on Inside Middle Tennessee. Hey, this is She-Ra Ra with Rubik's Groove, and you're listening to WKOM 101.7 FM. Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Have you been hauling your own garbage to the convenience center? Are you tired of doing it? Does your work schedule keep you from hauling it off regularly? Is your teenage son not taking it off like he promised when he got his driver's license? 
Do you have something better to do on Saturday? If any of these questions strike home to you, call the Garbage Man at 931-540-0919 and your problem will be solved. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Most chronic back problems are caused by compression from the disc becoming thinner and bulging as we get older. All we have to do is treat the disc by gently decompressing the spine. You may not have to rely on dangerous drugs, risky injections, and often unnecessary surgeries. If you are experiencing neck, back, hip, or leg pain, it's likely we can help you. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call me painfree.com or 615-551-9224. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Surex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trotwood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. And we're back with Inside Middle Tennessee. And we, this is typically, oh, you're thumbing through an old book. That, that book's got more dust in it than the attic of this building up so here. So 
one of my favorite some of my favorite treasures are the bound volumes of the signal from central high school um which was um, a magazine a magazine published monthly a monthly magazine of the school really and we have almost a comprehensive set at our house we're missing a few but yes if you happen to run upon one at an auction just buy it and i'll pay you yeah we'll it. pay you back but um i love sitting reading through like they talk about the football games they talk about what's happening at the school they're talking about what's happening in the community and then there's like a fun section about um notes from alumni um they had a pretty robust alumni association at that time um delk almost fell in here for those who are watching on television um anyway um but he he thought he heard the fbi knocking at the door (laughs) (laughs) he's he's on the run Uh, but um mom and i will just sit and read them they are just absolutely amazing and uh, also amazing is the listing of advertisers. Oh, boy, that's changed, oh, yeah. too, hasn't it? I, I, probably the only one still left is Oaks and Nichols. Maybe. Just, maybe There, there may be, be somebody there. else. First Farmers. Sir, oh. did, uh, did the, the annual take that place? So the annual... Um, a, it's a different it's book. It's a different book. They had an annual, too. At that same time. Uh, yeah. Really? So, um, but, like, in when here... When was the last year that was published? Well, they were in the school uh, uh, probably like in the 60s. Well, uh, they, it changed to a newspaper when yeah, they went it, to... I think, it, I think that goes up maybe to the 40s. 40s or something. Okay. But but it changed to the newspaper when they went from Old Central on East 8th to Line but Parkway. But they had a newspaper there. But they had a newspaper there. And mm-hmm. then the newspaper was still going when I was in school. But then we got Pride Television, so right, I remember that. the media thing. But I've I've messed up, Mama. But she's gonna That's do right. the history <laughs> moment today. She's unflappable. She she can do. What's under, that? What's the years on that one? This okay. is um, 1913 to 1917. So this is volumes three through five. So this is like early, early. It's also during World War One. I'd be interested to see yeah. if they ever mentioned that too much. Yeah. Well, they do. They and do, they, and they, they talk about the service flag. Um, How many students in, in there? About 200. About two, yeah. Many, yeah. Okay. And there were kids that came from out, like Santa Fe, Cullioca. They yeah. came, came from everywhere. Yeah, came from did. everywhere. Well, now, people rode the, rode the train from Cullioca to Central, to Old Central, and then that, instead of keeping bus duty like we had to do, there were people who kept train duty because they didn't want those young people going downtown to Woodridge's drugstore and drinking a soda or getting into some kind of mischief. So then, after, then they could just walk right back, right straight down there to the depot and go back to Cullioca. Wow. Uh, but imagine wanting an education. How long a train ride was it? I don't know. Like 15, 20 minutes? 15, 20 minutes. Did they catch it back to Cullioca for a Yeah, yeah. And they stopped. The train would stop along the way coming from Cullioca. If you lived on up the road there, then you were standing at your driveway or your appointed place. The train would stop and you'd get on. That's that's crazy. It is. One of my my, uh, professors at Lipscomb rode the train to Old Hume Fog. That's where that was the only school in Tennessee at one time. 
really? the only school. There was no movement toward public education for a long time. After It was after the war before we got to thinking maybe people ought to know how to read. <laughs> but it, was, it would have been a good thing. But I, we are working toward doing some kind of documentary about Central High School. And, and I told them if they don't hurry up and get to going on it, there won't be anybody left that knows anything. Mm-hmm. So we're true. working on it. We're yeah. working on it. So. And, and I, I'm sort of a transitional person because I knew enough of those old people and their tales. And then I know the tales from my era. And then we can go on up through Sarah Elizabeth. So we have a pretty good span of years there. But sure enough, the people that might have contributed the most are... Well, not with from the from the the fall of sixty. Well, when were you a sophomore? Sixty. <laughs> when were you a sophomore? Let me get my calculator well, out here. Fall of sixty one till two thousand and three. When your daddy left, one or all three of us were in that building. building. Wow. That's a long time. And so, I, I used to tell people that I gave my life to Central High School. One time they were going to make me pay to get in. I love to tell this, but I won't tell the names. They were having some kind of some kind of basketball, something or another. And so help me, Hannah, somebody stood at that door and asked me to pay for a ticket. And I said something ugly. And I said, as much as I do at this school, don't you ever asked me to pay for anything out here <laughs> I just, and it embarrassed Eddie so bad we just left just keep talking I'm recording <laughs> we digress. I, I hardly ever get it, but I really uh, that's just a whole so you tried to tell us you got escorted from Central one night <laughs> no, Mr. Hickman just took me on home that was before I was born was. so I was not a I witness was, I can't tell you how I grew I was. I'm going to talk a little bit about school in in Tennessee and especially in the South. And I'm going to tell you something that you already know. We did not rich folks, well-to-do folks, sent their children to an academy or to the institute or to the Anthenaeum. And if there happened to be a little one-room school or somebody taught school in a church in the community, that was considered a pauper school. Only poor children went there. Mm. The pauper school. So that that's the, really the foundation of public education in Tennessee. And the, and the need for education became very, very aware after the war because... Whatever we had established for education. Now the war. You're talking about World War One, not no. Two. I'm talking about the Civil War. Oh, okay, Civil War. All right. All right. So after after the Civil War, according to somebody who probably counted them, we had we had seventy thousand illiterate citizens in Tennessee because anything we had that resembled education was gone. I was saying 70,000 out of a population of what? Probably 200,000? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 
if, it, if it was like that, that much. Yeah. Because the, every, the civilization just broke down. The Institute closed. The Anthenaeum closed. Everything. The Yankees used our buildings for their offices and for their hospitals. And some of them, they just burned down. But, but we were in bad shape. Absolutely in bad shape because, the, the as I said, the well-to-do people went to the went to the academies, and we had Woodward Academy, which was over near Burns Springs. We had Jackson College, till the Yankees burned the building down, and you know about the Institute and the Anthenaeum. But in 1855, there was only one public school in Tennessee, and that was Ohim Fogg. Where's that at? Downtown. Right downtown. 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 It's still there. That's right. It probably wasn't downtown back then, but it, no, I think but, that's no, where it's it, downtown. It's uh, on Broadway. Yeah, well, I know no, where it, it is now, but I'm talking about then. It was well, no, but it it's a it's a that building's listed on. I think it's named Human Fog. That's a that's folks' names. But yeah, they, there's plaques. Right. There are plaques on okay. uh, on the building. I, I will find okay. out. I'll do it right now. But I want to talk <laughs> uh, briefly about Central High School, and then we'll go on to see what else we can think of. Central High School actually started on the old Andrews School property, and I I must apologize to people because when I wrote the forward to the last alumni directory. I did not get it right. Well, tell our audience about where that is, Andrew. Uh, well, it would be uh, down Woodland Street. It's where the county school uh, maintenance, maintenance department, department is, is now. There's a metal buildings up gotcha. there now. I know where it is. But there's a sta- you can see the old staircase yeah. from Woodland. That it was gone. well, it had been used as a private school, and and the. Uh, City. We had a city system and a county system for a while. And Andrews School was another beautiful old building that yes. Murray County School could Board saved, tore down. Could have yeah. saved. If you travel up through New England, up through there, they're still using their school buildings. They look just fine. Yeah, and they're uh, 500 years old. That's right, <laughs> at least. But um, they, they Central High School started at the mm-hmm. old Andrews property in what had been a janitor's shed. <laughs> they they didn't have anywhere else to put them because they had other the Andrews building was full of younger children so they started out with just a handful of people mostly girls boys did not go to school because when they got old enough to farm they didn't go to school anymore they went to farming and if you look look back in your family tree, you'll find that's true for a great many of us. Uh, my father had an eighth grade education, and uh, and I expect that in his education, he had the equivalent of several years of college because they covered everything. Yeah, it was and tough. He now. was he was so smart. He it, was one eighth grade as far as it all went. For a long time. A, a, a long time. A long time. That was about the norm for for especially for young men. And then if you were out somewhere and you couldn't get to a school bus or if they even had a school bus, it was almost impossible to go on and, and to get a get a high school diploma. Hmm. We don't realize how precious that diploma should be. 
people take it for granted now and we're going to get everybody a diploma and everybody's going to be smart and uh, we're all going to be reading on grade level and they, all that business of uh, manufacturing people so they can get a diploma has made the diploma worth worth less not mm-hmm. worthless but worth less than it should be but that's another sermon but anyway <laughs> the uh they moved to the Anthonyum property, and they used the old buildings. If you'll find one of these prints around here of the Anthonyum campus, you'll see some strange buildings they had. They had some really neat buildings. Yeah, they did. They had round, and, and, and the buildings were laid out so that they formed a cross. Remember, these are Episcopalians. And the buildings were laid out so that it formed a cross. And that property is located now where where we are. Where we are. The, there's a cornerstone to the Anthony M property in the front yard of the radio station. That cornerstone okay. was the end of the Anthony M property this way. Well, now was the Episcopal Church was it built then and considered part oh, of the yeah. Anthony? Yeah, the, no, no, it was just its own. It okay. was started before the war, like in eighteen fifty. But it wasn't finished till after the war. Okay. Yeah, that you know, building is 1861. It, they it, finished. It, yeah. It, it was used by the, the Union, uh, the federal troops as, I think, offices, basically. Yeah, the yeah, war. yeah. They, there's still some um, charred beams in the basement where they tried to set it on fire. Yeah. And uh, somehow that was put out, and the building was completed after the Civil War. Yeah. yeah. I believe wow. everything went to to a standstill. This is the corner. I want to sit like between here and the pole comb and a time machine mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah. to wash it. That's what I want to do. <laughs> but I may never get to do that. Well, <laughs> That's my at, thought. <laughs> so at any rate, they they outgrew whatever they had at the at the Anthenaeum. And one of my questions has always been. What happened to those 11,000 books that they had in their library? We've seen a handful of them. Well, yeah. And what happened? And they had paintings by known artists. Well, some are at St. Peter's. Yeah. Yeah. But but lots of things. Where did they go? They had a big rock collection of minerals and rocks. Where where did it go? Somebody say, oh, we don't need that. Push that building down. That's the American way. Pave paradise and put up a parking lot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's one of my favorite songs. I, but in 1913, they had already taken down buildings from the Anthenaeum, and they had broken ground for the new high school. And the old Anthenaeum buildings had served them well, but they had sort of outgrown it. And the building was to be 192 feet long. 162 feet deep. It was three stories and was a massive undertaking. No, it sounds like it. I mean, that's a big building. It, it was a big building. And it stood till I was nine or ten years old. Yeah. But they, they, they pretended, whoever they are, you know we talk about them all the time, whoever they are <laughs> said that, uh, that they, they were going to save it. Well, that's a bunch of junk. Yeah. And I was there when they started to knock it down. I was so aggravated. 
and Dr. Battles was there, and they could hardly knock that building down, that wrecking ball, you know, it yeah. whammed and whammed and whammed. It took a lot of whamming to knock <laughs> that building down. And I said, you see, Dr. Battles, you see that? That means this building wasn't supposed to be torn down. And, of course, it was built more solidly than anything we can imagine yeah. these days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. We need to. All right, folks. We need to take a break, and we'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. You're listening to your local radio. 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Hey, this is George Plaster, and for the very best in sports, keep your dial on 1017 FM WKOM. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Terry registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is my Mark Curry at the trailer store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. 
the traditional first year anniversary gift is paper. Yay! Envelopes. The traditional 10 year anniversary gift is tin or aluminum. Are there sardines in here? And the 20 year anniversary gift is the chance to win up to a million dollars. Now that's what I'm talking about. It's our anniversary, but we thought about what you'd want. The new 20th anniversary Jumbo Bucks Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now for today's winning Cash 3 and Cash 4 numbers from the Tennessee Lottery. The first number is the number you just thought of. The second number is the number you would have picked. The third number is the day of your wedding anniversary. And the fourth number. They're only lucky numbers if you decide to play them. Cash three and cash four, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game changing fun. Please play responsibly. Went up there and said his daughter went up. Oh, oh we're back <laughs> with Inside Middle Tennessee. you got to give me a little bit better heads up. We're going to have to get some kind of light system in here. Don't, says that we're back. don't forget your tailor that. We won't hear the rest of it. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you when it's all over. But anyway, well, folks, we are back. So, again, some of the, some of the off-air conversations are every bit as good at what goes on uh, on air. I'm reading this old book here. Sarah Elizabeth handed me a while ago. The old signal. It said, Lost, Found, and Wanted. Wanted. A new spell book i have worn mine out copying work for being on the reapproved list please if you have a new spelling book i need a new spelling book (laughs) wore it out and and we don't even have spelling well we know she likes vocabulary and spelling yes and and those people by the way did take latin that was just part of the curriculum you didn't choose to take latin that was just what you took yeah you're gonna take it yeah you know. And and that really they did have a, a much richer education in so many ways. Well, and you look at the I collect old textbooks. I know that's weird, but I have old history textbooks, mm-hmm. and the detail in there, you lose the detail as because you have to cover so much more time. Yeah, well, as American, time goes on, yeah. American history ought to be two years. There's no way in the world. Instead of doing that. They have some little sprinkling of it in the eighth grade, and then when they get to high school, they that's pick up there, year. and and now that's just silly. You can't cover all that. <laughs> and who in the eighth grade would have enough appreciation about history to let it sink in? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They need civics, is what they need. Yes, yeah, they do. They need civics. Yes, and they also need a life skills class: how to do a bank account and how to. You know, pay your bills on time. <laughs> you know, just it would help a bunch total of life yeah. skill. How to shred a credit card? How to yeah. shred? Yes, how to shred a credit? <laughs> how not to good. get in debt? Um, but yes, I, I will say. By the time they moved into the building, they had ninety-five students, only four boys, and they had two teachers. That meant people were really teaching a lot of stuff. Yeah, they're covering a lot of ground, aren't they? Your teacher's certificate, Ms. Margaret Dean Aiken, who will be forever my one of my great heroes, her teacher's certificate allowed her to teach everything from physics to German. I have never seen <laughs> such an endorsement, as, as and she could do it. I was going to say, <laughs> she probably could pull it off. Yes, yeah, she could. 
would. They wouldn't dare cross her. She'd point that little bony finger at them. <laughs> but, when the, but when they got in the new high school, and this is a step toward modern days, they added commercial courses. You could take bookkeeping. You could take shorthand. And you could take typing. And the typewriter is the one thing that helped liberate women. No kidding. They, I can remember Columbia State had a, a major called secretarial science. Yeah. And we had the the Columbia Business College here. Yeah, the that, South. Do you, remember, yeah. do you remember all in typing? Now is the time for all good men to come to the aid of their country? Yes. Remember how I used to type that? Uh-huh, it, yeah. It made you work all the keys? Uh-huh. Yeah. That, not only women, it helps typing. It helped. Me oh, and yeah. Too. Oh, yeah. Because I, I tell a quick story here. I, I, I enlisted in the military in 77 and went in and took the test and say, boy, you ain't too bright, are you? Said, no, I guess I am. Why? You scored awful low, but you do qualify for heavy machinery. I said, heavy machinery? Tanks. You be shooting tanks. Tanks. The Army tanks. I said, yeah, I'm all in. So I realized quick that was a rough job to have, breaking track and everything like that. And then they said uh, – Anybody got any kind of typing they took in school? And I took, you know, two years of typing. I said, yeah. And so I went over there and took a typewriter test, and I passed tests and got reclassified as a, as a clerk. Okay. So my life got so much easier. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. Because of the typewriter. Yeah, because of the typewriter. Yeah. I love, I mean. Well, now it's called keyboarding. Keyboarding, yes. I yes. thought that was playing the piano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's an important skill. I mean, my typing, I had Leanne Church at Central, and I can type really fast. And sometimes the people that henpeck, like my father, who did not take typing at Central <laughs> High School, I will make him stand up and just tell me what he wants to say. Yeah, I cannot I stand can that. It. While he's talking about it, I can type it while <laughs> he's, he's like this. We was a generation of the first electric typewriter to come in. Yeah. yeah. I never the get the IBM them. Selectric. Yeah. yeah. We had we had one With the row. ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had yeah. one row of electric typewriters at Central. And you got to be on them for six weeks or something. And then you had to go back to those manual typewriters. Well, whatever speed you had accrued you, on the manual was lost, and it was like starting over. You could hold a key down, and it sounded like a machine gun. Yeah. And she'd come on and plug it and hand me the old manual one. She said, don't ever touch this again. <laughs> <laughs> but Buddy Sal was in my typing class. Uh, and uh, she, we graduated together, and she was a dear friend. But she she would lose her temper about the typewriter, and she would hit the desk. And Miss Nady Lad would say, "Buddy, buddy, buddy!" And one day, uh, Bunny was so aggravated with whatever she was doing, she hit the carriage on that typewriter, and it flew across the room. <laughs> <laughs> I know another story about that, but I don't know. That's not I good for the right now. No, it's not good for the right now. But when I was in the exhibit business, um, the museum in DC was doing like the progression of co- the computer system. So mm-hmm. typewriters, the first Apple two GS, all that, and um, they had a mint condition typewriter, electric typewriter, brand new or new, newer. It was in good shape. It had been restored. And we were getting ready to build the the case that it was going in, but they wanted it to have a piece of paper in it that looked like somebody had typed in it. Well, they tasked a young administrative professional in our office um, to type, and she, she came up to me and she said, 
how do you put the paper in it? And I stood there for a minute. And I was at that moment in my life. I was 28 years old. And I was like, I am old at 28. You take the paper and you press return and it comes in. <laughs> or you can just crank it in. And she, it it fascinated that child. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But she was like six years younger than me. So I was like. Yeah. She missed that entirely. <laughs> yeah. But. Anyway, Every we now and then I wished I had a typewriter. Well, you know, Tom Hanks has done yeah um, some stuff. He collects typewriters. Yeah. He collects typewriters, and he wrote a book and that has the different type. Yeah. He's typed them on different yeah. typewriters. Well, I would never have made it as an English major if I couldn't have typed. I would have just never made it. <laughs> well, it's, it's like right now. I mean, if I'm going to send a piece of correspondence, which is rare other than email, yeah. if I want to send a piece of written correspondence right now, to a friend or whatever, I will type it out because my typing is much faster than my writing and yeah. much more legible. <laughs> you know, and I, have y'all noticed if if anybody and I'm talking to our radio listeners, a lot of people, if you get a thank you note nowadays, yeah. particularly from a, you give a, a, a graduation present yeah. to a high school, I have gotten some thank you notes that you literally cannot read because their writing is so poor because they never write anymore no they don't oh, they, they don't. use a computer and or, or i know they, scott's or they're, or they're thumbing on their yeah. phone yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah. we we're going to be sorry that we have lost that skill my major professor at lipscomb was a retired naval officer and he was tough and he he would say over and over and over again where there is no writing, there is no learning. All right, now, Sheila, are they not bringing back cursive? They're yeah. trying. Because it was trying. gone for a while. Uh-oh, yeah. Scott's over there yeah, going. Scott. They're it's, trying. it's already a law, but there's no teeth in it for not following the law. Oh, Ellie Grace can write her name. Yeah, in we cursive, worked right? in cursive. We worked on that. and um, my the Girls like cursive. Oh, I yeah. Make, I make the kids Every day when they look, get out of class, come down to the locker room, and I have a roster, and I make them sign in every day. And there's oh, several good. reasons. There's several reasons why I do that. Uh-huh. And you have you got 45 kids that sign it, and get in line, and sign it. You might read five of them. So that's yeah. just terrible. who is this right here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, but, it's terrible. But penmanship used to be a reflection of your who you were, your education, how you carried yourself. You know, that, and one of my dear friends that's a teacher, he teaches in Alabama down, Mark Orman. That was the only acceptable way cursive was in his class when he taught high school history. And he had this sign hanging in his classroom. I took a picture of it because, you know, the only acceptable thing is cursive writing, you know, in this but in this they, classroom, and the, but they can't read cursive. When I when I <laughs> well, they have a hard time de- de- deciphering and decoding these documents from the founding of our country and stuff. Yeah. If you can't, you know, I'll never forget uh, Bob McKnight, who's no longer with us. But yeah. Bob McKnight had I, I uh, has I've seen his handwriting. I've seen him write his name on a check. And it is absolutely the most beautiful, flowery handwriting you have ever seen. Yeah. And here's the funny thing about it. We all think about handwriting being very unique to each person. Which it's almost like a fingerprint. Yeah. His son, Ben. Yeah, we know. Which everybody knows Ben here in Columbia, writes just like him. 
must I be mean, hereditary. It, well, there's got to be a genetic component in there yeah. of some type. Repetition. He made him write it probably a lot. Yeah. Probably. Well, and Sean McLeod writes textbook cursive. And yeah, that's his, Hickman, his writing is lovely. That's Hickman County Schools. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> and that brings to mind something, too. Delka, you, rem- you would remember this. Sheila, you certainly would. But back then, they didn't have lined paper, but they could write a perfectly straight yeah. line across oh, the page. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, that's the ledgers and the, the, the town well, records. The county records. Like, we've got all our county records because the Yankees didn't burn the courthouse and somebody was smart enough to take the records. To move the records, to hide them. Yeah. yeah. And, but but that, that very florid, flowery script. It's called, some of it's called Spencerian. Yeah. But. It is very, some of that's very difficult to read when you go back and do research. And find those documents that were written, and imagine all the things that had to be written. Yeah, and we still have them. Yep. But you know, Miss Eggman, you, you we go back down the memory lane a lot, but we used to get a lot of practice when we was growing up as kids because our teacher would make us write five hundred times. I will not talk in class. <laughs> I will not chew gum in class. I will not disrupt class. As chewing gum was a grievous sin. There it was. Be any number of people who are discounted out of heaven because they chewed gum at school. That is the silliest rule we ever hate. <laughs> yeah, it is. Absolutely. All right, folks, we got two minutes left. I, Scott, I don't know if you got any fun things to report because i know you're going to have fun starting next week general assembly will go in at noon i believe it's noon on tuesday okay uh, we will reconvene i can tell you right now the rhetoric has already started oh uh, no there are a couple members of the tennessee three that have already vowed to continue the disruption have continued to uh, uh say that they're going to do everything they can to disrupt the general assembly and so um Last year, last year we were, I'm going to tell you this, last year we were polite. We will take the gloves off this year. We are done, we'll right done dealing with this. Because, tolerating it. Because you have to remember where you are. That's right. Right. We are in the General Assembly representing 7 million Tennesseans. I'm one of 99 people, a very privileged position that I hold. And you have to make sure that, that you treat that with honor and respect. And so we will not be tolerating any any disrespectful behavior to the um, to the establishment of the General Assembly and the people of Tennessee. All right, folks, it's been a great show. It's cold. Put on your coats. <laughs> and next week we'll be back with Inside Middle Tennessee. Home of the Columbia Central High Lions, 1340 WKRM Columbia.